You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Hello to everyone, and welcome to another broadcast of Diakonia, a call to service. Diakonia is the Greek word for service. It's also the root word for deacon. I am privileged and blessed to be a deacon. My name is Deacon Richard Hudzik, and I serve the Archdiocese of Chicago as vicar for deacons. I'm also honored to be appointed and work and pray with uh, the good people at Mary Mother of Divine Grace Parish in Westchester. And joining me as per usual, per norm, is Deacon David Brensick, Associate Director of the Office of the Diaconate. And Deacon David is assigned to serve the people at Holy Guardian Angels Parish in Brookfield and LaGrange Park. Good day to you, Deacon David. Good day. Hello, everyone. Hello. And this is a show that the Archdiocese says graciously granted to our office to talk about how the call to service is not something that is exclusive to the deacons by any stretch of the imagination. Rather, we want to use this platform to talk about some of the things that deacons might be doing so as to ask people to walk with us in that service, uh, in that ministry of service. So it's a, not a show about deacons, but it's merely a show by deacons. And for today's show, we've invited uh, two uh, luminaries. I'm sure we would call them luminaries of the Archdiocese of Chicago. We have joining us uh, uh, Todd Williamson, the longtime director of the Office for Divine Worship, and Father Larry Sullivan, who is both pastor of Christ the King Parish as well as the director of the Archdiocese of Chicago's Cemetery System. So... Good day to both of you, uh, Father Larry and Todd. Thank you. Well, Hello. Uh, it's good to be with you, Deacon Dick. Thank you. Thank you. And so I'm, uh, I'm uh, thinking that maybe a good place to stay simply is just a, a biographical word or two about each of you as to who you are, where you come from, and uh, you know, your, your family situation, that, that sort of thing. So um, I don't know. Uh, Father, Father Larry, what's, what's your story? Wh- where, where do you come from? Where, who are your people? So, 
just by uh, way of introduction, thank you very much for this opportunity. I want you to know that in my 30 years of priesthood, almost 30 years of priesthood, I've really served with some wonderful deacons. Deacons have really been just such a blessing to me and uh, my ministry. And so I want to thank you for all of your hard work and also for this opportunity. I grew up on the southwest side of Chicago. I was baptized at St. Gall Parish, uh, attended Queen of the Universe Grammar School at Quigley South High School, really one of the last of the lifers. And so I went from Quigley South to Niles College to Mundelein Seminary, and I'm very um, uh, happy to say I get a tremendous support from my family. I just um, saw my mom and dad yesterday, my sister and her husband and the kids over the weekend. Very blessed by a wonderful family. Terrific, terrific, mm-hmm. terrific. And I'm sure that feeds your ministry as well. It, it has to. We Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. And Todd, uh, you uh, just arrived on the scene full grown or did you, did you have a past? <laughs> I do have a past. Uh, though I've been in Chicago for over 30 years now, I gr- actually grew up in Michigan. I was uh, born and baptized at St. Joseph's Parish in Lake Orion, Michigan, uh, where I grew up. Uh, it's on the east side of the state, uh, northern suburb of Detroit. I uh, went to um, Sacred Heart Seminary in Detroit and graduated from the college there. Um, came out to Chicago. Uh, for a number of reasons, but studied at Catholic Theological Union, uh, where I studied liturgy, and um, worked at a parish on the far south west, southeast side of the archdiocese. It's not that far. Lansing. It's not that far southeast. <laughs> Saint Anne's in Lansing. It is when you lived in Rogers Park during that. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway. Uh, I was on staff there, uh, uh, and uh, I am one of nine children. Wow. Okay. Well, good. Good. A- again, I- I'm sure that our uh, from where we come is uh, feeds what we do today, and, and, and is of vital interest to uh, to, to how we uh, conduct ourselves, how we live our lives as, as Christians. So the topic for the day this this show will air on November four, a uh, little bit late in the game, but one of the things that uh, you know, that brings this, this topic uh, to mind today is that we'll have just observed uh, both November 1 and November 2, All Saints Day, uh, which is not a holy day this year, and All Souls Day, November 2. But uh, regardless of the fact that we're uh, 48 hours after, after uh, All Souls Day, I, I think it's, it's good to set the stage for the rest of November, uh, maybe even... Uh, uh, for next year, uh, next year's uh, honoring of All Saints and All Souls Day, that we that we we talk today about those two days as well as, in general, the month of November. And I I neglected uh, Dia, uh, Dia de los Muertos is is also uh, in, in Chicago in the Archdiocese. I'm, I imagine that's a, a very large uh, uh, recognition and uh, honoring of our of our dead. And, um, any comments from either of you about those uh, those celebrations on November 1, 2, or uh, Dia de los Muertos? So really, these are these are special days uh, in the life of the church. And while they're not, uh, while All Saints Day is not a holy day of obligation this year because it falls on a Monday, it's still a holy day. It's still uh, a special day. And so uh, I know at our parish we will. Uh, be reminded of the fact that we are all called to be a saintly people. And being a saintly people doesn't mean that we're called to be perfect, but rather that we uh, strive to do our best to serve the Lord. And so 
All Saints Day is about recognizing the official saints of the church and also about our own call uh, to be the best followers of Jesus that we can. Uh, All Souls Day will also be a special day in the life of our parish. Uh, We will honor all those we've lost in the past year in a special and specific way, but we really remember all those who have gone before us on All Souls Day. I do think it's interesting to note that Dia de Mortis and um, Halloween really have a lot in common. And what it was were these were were pagan celebrations that were meant to um, kind of mock death in some ways or, or to to not let death have its power over us. And so when the uh, the church incorporated those days, uh, those special days, whether it was Halloween and kind of dressing up as uh ghouls or, or ghosts or that it was all the, to say, you know, because of the love of Christ, because God's love conquers all things, destroying even death itself, we can make fun of these things. We don't have to be afraid of them. And all, Halloween turned from uh, dressing up as witches and goose and goblins and then to the saints of the church and it's kind of an eve of all saints day. And now it's back to any kind of uh, uh, character or, or costume or that. But it's really got a great a great history, all of which is designed to remind us that because of God's love, we do not have to fear death. And so we say with St. Paul, death, where is thy sting? You know, it's, uh, we're not conquered by, by death. Um, anything at Catholic cemeteries uh, that we would uh, see uh, on, these, on these days in, in particular? Yes, yeah, so on, on um, uh, Sunday, uh, November 7th, we're going to have an outdoor rosary and prayer service at our major locations, and that'll take place at uh, two o'clock. The um, because All Souls Day is such a significant day in the in the life of the parish, we've moved uh, Cemetery Sunday and Rosary Sunday and can combine those so that we are honoring those who have gone before us in a very special way at Catholic cemeteries. But we're not drawing people away on All Souls Day itself because people want to be at their home parishes. So. Uh, the month of November is a very special day for us. We've got uh, booklets honoring all those who have uh, died, and, and we do the rosaries, and we try to uh, remember that our cemeteries are safe and sacred places 365 days a year. We're, we're always open. It's always a place for people to come and to remember how their loved one touched their lives and how God worked through them. Is there... Hey, Father Larry, can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Does your parish use the Book of the Names of the Dead? We were doing so before the pandemic. It just made things more complicated. We will be reinstituting it. Those are one of the things that the pandemic has really hurt us in. Uh, In the past, we'd have the the family members inscribe the name as a part of the funeral service when I was at St. Solestines, when I was at St. Christina. It was just a a very moving uh, tribute. I find I find that the presence of the book of the names of the dead is just it's a wonderful I think it's a, a wonderful custom in many many Catholic parishes uh, it's that just that idea that like you the word you just used we inscribe their names uh, in this book that in a sense becomes a, a an it, just a, a an official sign registry of the parish um, for those who have gone before us. And if you go on our website, CatholicCemeteriesChicago.org, you can see all the names. You go to the particular cemetery, and you'll see all the, the names of all the people who, who have uh, been in, uh, buried in this past year, entombed or interred. 
So it's and, a great it's a great way of honoring those who have gone before us. And the, does the website have the list of the cemeteries that will have the cemetery Sunday services? Yes, it does. There's a list of the cemeteries that will have the services, and then you can click on that to see the memorial book, the the cemetery Sunday booklets, as well as the uh, the memorial remembrance book. All right. Yeah, I, I've been. We've uh, got 46 cemeteries, and so they're not all. Some are very small. The smallest is uh, uh, St. Michael's uh, Cemetery, which was a, a a parish cemetery out in Orland Park to uh, our flagship, Queen of Heaven, that's 400-plus acres. And there's those are scattered throughout the Archdiocese. Sc scattered throughout the uh, Archdiocese of Chicago, which is Cook and Lake County. That's great. All right. Uh, are we going to break right we'll, now? Sure, let's go to a break. All right. So All right. we'll go to a break. Uh, hang on. We'll be, uh, we'll be back with more interrogation of these luminaries. an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. We are at the Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit. From servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supply bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, the annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the annual Catholic Appeal, we might have to close our doors. Um, our parish is the largest one in the Archdiocese, but it's very poor. We think about food, and we think about nourishment, but we also nourish the soul, provide that connection to humanity. The good works here are made possible through the annual Catholic Appeal. Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com. In recent weeks, many people have reached out to Catholic Charities to ask what we are doing to help our Afghan brothers and sisters. They also ask how they can join us in our work. 
Current estimates suggest that 50,000 refugees are headed to our shores in the coming weeks. Based on a decade of experience in refugee resettlement, we predict that it will cost $50,000 to resettle a family of four for six months. This includes housing, food, clothing, and other urgent needs as they establish new lives in Chicago. As Jesus tells us, whatsoever you do for the least of my people, that you do unto me. Please assist us as we welcome the first 10 families. Visit catholiccharities.net to donate to our special refugee resettlement appeal or call 312-948-6087. Welcome back. My name is Dave Brensick. I'm joined by Deacon Richard Hudzik. And today's guests are Father Larry Sullivan and Todd Williamson. Uh, Father Larry, um, why go to the cemetery, you know, uh, to visit? Uh, Can I just pray for people at home? Well, of course, you can always uh, pray for, for people at home. And I think that that is a, a, a good and noble thing to do. But, but our cemeteries are safe and sacred places. They're, they're places where people can come to remember uh, in, a, in a very serene surrounding about the message of God's love. And the early Christian community celebrated masses in one of two places. They celebrated masses in the homes of the early Christians and they celebrated mass at the tombs, uh, the the excuse me, at the graves of the martyrs. And so they would go to the cemetery, celebrate mass, remember the way that the martyrs, the saints, had lived their lives, the way that they had been filled with a sense of God's love. So Catholic cemeteries are really an essential part of our of our faith, and always have been right from the very beginning. And if I'm at the cemetery, is there if I wanted to get information? you know, to make arrangements for the future. Are there people there I can speak with? There are. So we have um, more, we, we do have office hours and we, the cemeteries are open 365 days uh, a year uh, between October 16th and February 28th. It's between uh, eight o'clock and five o'clock. And then between March 1st and October 15th, eight in the morning till 7 p.m. The office hours are from 8.30 uh, to four Monday through Friday and Saturday, nine o'clock until one o'clock. Again, you can always a- access a wide variety of information at our uh, our website, catholiccemeteriesofchicago.org, or to email us. And we do have a phone number, 708-236-5400. Again, 708-236-5400. We really do believe in customer service. We are here to help our families, and you will find our staff to be incredibly uh, helpful. They are truly wonderful people. Great, great. Now, Todd, if, if I'm going to the cemetery and visiting a grave of a loved one, are there certain prayers I should be reciting? 
there there are no no prescribed prayers. So in other words, there's there there's nothing that a person should pray. Um, but there are uh, wonderful and and varied options for what a person might pray. Um, certainly, their own personal prayer first and foremost. Uh, their own personal prayer to God for their loved ones or anyone else they want to remember. Um, but I also encourage people uh, to pray the Psalms uh, in visiting the dead. Um, uh, Psalm 23, Psalm 103, Psalm 31, these, th that's the church's first prayer book. So you can get informal like that, but it, can, it also can even advance into more formal prayer. So for example, Catholic Household Blessings and Prayers. That's a, a, a book for the family that the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops publishes and sells. And it's a collection of, of prayers for the home, prayers for the family, um, Catholic Household Blessings and Prayers. And in there, there is a prayer service for the dead. And I know families that use that when they go to the cemetery. Maybe a little bit more official uh, is the Book of Blessings, uh, there, which, which is a, a formal ritual book of the church. Every parish has it. Any of our listeners could go to their parish and, and probably borrow it if they wanted uh, or, or, or get a copy of the order for visiting a cemetery. Um, so th there, there's any number of, of uh, options for praying in our tradition for, for the deceased. Oh, great suggestions. You know that, and Todd, that uh, the Book of Household Prayer. I've heard a number of people uh, using that as a as a Christmas present. That uh, you know, for for Grandma and Grandpa who have everything and don't really need anything. Well, maybe here's uh, you know, uh, kids could pick that up. Uh, it's uh, I just looked at it this morning. It's uh, it's at the USCCB bookstore, so you can you can order yeah. it. Yeah, it's that? a great resource, right? It's a great resource for families. Um, of of every of every make, even a, a single person yeah. uh, would would benefit from um, bringing the liturgical life of the church into your own home. Okay. No, absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Now, Father Larry, because I've got you here, and you, you've got to respond to my questions, but um, sure. you don't have to. But <laughs> you know, you know how it is. But I am such a huge fan. I live within walking distance. I live in Westchester, and I'm just just across Wolf Road from the mausoleum at uh, at Queen of Heaven cemetery and I just I love the place I've I've brought my grandchildren there they think I'm I'm odd but um, just walking through it and I just wondered if we could have some some color commentary uh, from you it's you know what this place is can I go into it is it you know, when is it open um, what am I going to see there I'm just blown away by by all of the art there um, and let me just one one last note there's a, I think it's called, you would call it a tableau. My, my art uh, terminology is, is, is rather sparse. But there's a, there's a scene, there's a statue of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, uh, a family setting, and the family dog. Um, right. I just love that. I didn't know the Holy Family had a dog. But what, what's the story about the mausoleum? Um, should I go see it? Should our listeners go see it? Yes, yeah, so I, I would I would strongly encourage all of our listeners to really to visit our cemeteries. We have a wonderful statue of Our Lady of Guadalupe at St. Casimir Cemetery, St. John Paul II at Resurrection Cemetery. Uh, our, our cemeteries are filled with wonderful uh, artwork. There's a great rosary walk at Queen of Heaven Cemetery that's just right behind uh, the office. But the mausoleum in and of itself is nothing short of spectacular. It was built in the 1950s. It was built over uh, uh, three stages. 
and it is open up until a half hour before closing time. So if the cemetery closes at five o'clock, the mausoleum would close at 4.30. Um, it's a wonderful place to go and to pray and to just let the artwork move you. There's artwork of every imaginable design and, and countless different kinds of stained glass there. The stained glass is absolutely beautiful and there is something for everyone. If your, if your style is the, the traditional stained glass, there is plenty of it there. If you wanna see some stained glass from the 50s and the 60s, that was a little bit more modern. They have that and they've got everything in between. Um, we don't know if the Holy Family had, his, had a dog or not, but I also do love that. It's right at the, the south end of the, the mausoleum and it's on the garden level, the terrace level there. And um, it's just a wonderful way for us to talk about our faith. At Christ the King Parish, we have been doing a wonderful job of encouraging people to normalize talking about their relationship with God. We want that to be a part of everyday conversation. And walking through the mausoleum and talking about the artwork and talking about the symbolism and talking about the artistic value, all of those things really lead us to an appreciation of, of how God has been present in our world. And so I would encourage everyone to go and see it. It, it does, uh, it, it is the resting place of over 30,000 people. It, 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 when, when completely filled, it's 33,000 plus people. But I can promise you there is nothing macabre about it. I think people get very interested in cemeteries around Halloween. Our cemeteries are not scary places. They're filled with, with beautiful artwork to remind us that we are God's children, that we're loved, and that one day we're gonna be welcomed into that mansion that has been prepared for us. A walk through the mausoleum with your family would be a great way to normalize talking about faith with your family. I highly, highly encourage it. And just to get- You know, a... uh, can I just add something oh, sure, real quick, sure. Deacon Dick? Yeah. The, um, what, what Father Larry was just talking about was we, we hear that in the funeral rite, right? There's that wonderful line that says that for us, uh, our relationship with the person who has died has changed, not ended. Mm. It's just changed. And that relationship, what Father Larry was just talking about, upholds that uh, belief of ours, uh, that our relationship with those who have gone before us continues. And the cemeteries allow that in all the wonderful ways he was just talking about. Yeah, no, that's 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 so true. And as, to give people a, a sense of the scope of the the size of that building, it's you say mausoleum. Well, that's some stuffy little uh, little thing. This is what three three floors, Father? Three or four? It, it's uh, it's primarily three floors. There's actually parts of the center tower that are bigger than that. It's just it's an extremely impressive uh, building. You know, uh, you were asking about where we came from. I'm, I'm very blessed to have had a, a, a wonderful family. My family has just been so uh, nourishing to me and helps me in my ministry in every way. But when I was young, we used to sit around the table or the living room or whatever it was, and we were forced to hear all the family stories, if for no other reason, because we were bored. So I knew about my grandparents and my great-grandparents and all those family stories. Nowadays, Kids are completely occupied with these devices. They're not paying attention to those family stories like we did 40, 50 years ago. 
And so a walk to, through the cemetery and saying, this was your great grandmother and this is what made her so special. And this is why she'd be so proud of you. And this was your, your great uncle and he served as whatever it, it, it might be. Our kids are not learning those family stories. A walk through your family cemetery would help remedy that. And I can promise you that kids will walk out of their eyes wide open about just how blessed they are to be a part of the family that they are. Yeah. Todd, would you like to kind of add to that? You were nodding there. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree. Just I agree one hundred percent with you. It's and it, it's the idea. We don't fear death. We should not fear death as as Christians, as Catholics, and 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 to to keep the memory alive of our family uh, from generation to generation is 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 so terribly important. Uh, and again, the, the we say the relationship has has changed, not ended, and so to introduce our children into relationships with their grand, great-grandparents, their great-aunts and uncles, their cousins, people who have gone before them, um, is, uh, I, I think, I think is, is, is very laudable. Mm -hmm. We have a number of family mausoleums, I mean, excuse, excuse me, communal mausoleums. The family mausoleums, uh, which we have a number of them in, in any number of our cemeteries, very prevalent at Mount Carmel Cemetery, it was an Italian tradition to be buried above ground, and as families could no longer afford their own family mausoleum, these community mausoleums were, were built, and they are absolutely spectacular. And we have them at Resurrection Cemetery, All Saints Cemetery in Displains, and again, Queen of Heaven is just so incredibly thank, impressive. Thank you. Please come out and see our cremation gardens, our cemeteries, 